Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. A prestigious college in a small town on the American East Coast. A former monastery turned into a Christian dormitory. Male and female students inhabiting separate houses. It should be the safest place to get your education, were it not for the fact that some students are true monsters. Join Becker playing Kylie, Jorin playing Morgana, and Monica playing Sam and Fuck Mary Kill, a Monster Hearts 2 game run by Tillman. Come join our Discord chat and please consider supporting Twin Cities by Night on Patreon. We jump back in to an archive room. It's very dark. Kylie, you are trying to get on your feet from that reading desk that you have been leaning over. You hear Edgar is slowly moving along the wall, trying to find the light switch. Neither of you currently have their phones uh, in their hands because your clothes are around. How do you feel? Oh, boy. Frozen panic at the moment, especially while the lights are off, because it's just like, did that just happen? Did somebody like watch the whole thing? And her brain's starting to go down the worst case scenario, at least in her mind, what that is, which is someone was probably recording it. Like maybe they came in partway through, had their phone out. And she, like, so she's just starting to freak out. And then as soon as the Dean turns on the lights, that's when she like kind of snaps into, oh, I can see, I can start doing something. And she's starting to put on what clothes she has in that room at the moment. Is your panic showing or are you trying to like conceal it and play it cool? Her panic is definitely showing at the moment but she will collect herself once she actually gets her clothes on. Like once I'm no longer vulnerable, she'll try to slip the mask back onto place. Yeah. You're definitely feeling very exposed still. I mean, you're completely naked, um, not just naked, but clearly you just had sex with that guy. And yeah, you're very acutely aware of like the aftermath of that, but I would say your clothes definitely give you like reassurance. And Edgar's also, making moves to like pull his pants up and button his shirt and get back to looking well i don't want to say normal because that's uh, not fitting but collect himself he wants to be able to collect himself he turns to you and he's got like this nervous smile uh, on his face ah so what do we do now in some ways it feels weird to her that this man who's clearly in his 40s or 50s is asking her what to do next But um, especially because like her mind's already preoccupied with, again, the worst case scenario. Did you happen to see who came in here and turned off the lights? No, I didn't. He approaches you again, lays a hand on your shoulder. Look, maybe we just own it. You know, offense is the best defense. We keep quiet. And if someone intrudes on our privacy, that's on them, not on us. The whole reason we've been keeping this quiet is mostly because of your wife, as well as the look that would put on you. You would probably be fired for something like this. If we make it look like this should be something I need to lose my position for, then probably yes. But if we make it look like we're the adults in this situation, not trying to panic, I think we can get through this. And I'll handle things with my wife. Don't concern yourself with that. 
I, I need some time to think about this. And she'll open the door from the records room to his office, check, peek, make sure that nobody's still in there. Is that the case? No one's there. Okay. And she'll go collect the rest of her clothing items and get presentable herself. So roll call has the worst that Kylie thinks could happen. Like someone took a video or at least photos of what is happening. Has that actually happened or has someone just seen them? I'm personally open to, to either way, which I know doesn't help the I one option or two options. So, Well, there was, of course, there was at least somebody thinking that something was happening with somebody higher up in the university already, right? If at least if the the uh, message on the plaque was not a joke. So in line with the rules of the game, wouldn't the video be more feral? Probably. I feel very bad for putting that on your character. <laughs> no worries. Let's go ahead with that is the case. Obviously, Kylie just doesn't know that yet. She just assumes that that's what it is. Kylie knows that must have happened because it is what she would do. Perfect. Gotta get that projection out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you've got all your clothes together and your purse and everything. You've about collected yourself for now. Your heart rate is still going, but at this point you're feeling, well, pretty safe about this situation. Mm -hmm. You found that Sam has texted you. I don't uh, recall the exact words he used last session, but I believe it was something along the lines, uh, we have to meet up quickly. And I don't quite recall the meeting place. I think maybe it was the cafe in, in town, the Starbucks. Okay. Yeah, he definitely seems very, you know, distressed or urgent about it. So what do you do with that? She's going to make a bold face lie. Texting, yeah, I'll be there. ASAP, I got to take a quick shower. Just had an intense workout. So uh, Edgar sees that you're like focused on your phone and he keeps a distance a little bit now. So are uh, you going to be all right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be all right. We should definitely discuss this a little bit more, but I, I need some time to think. I think coming out publicly, I'm not sure. We don't need to do that just need to be prepared for it okay and and with that she'll close close the distance and um kind of like work herself into his arms again and just like give him a light kiss and i have to i have to go but we'll we'll talk soon he squeezes you a little bit and holds you tight you can tell he's relieved that you're still uh disaffectionate with him gotta keep up the mask right <laughs> And he whispers in to you, let me know when you're ready to meet up again. Did you need a ride? No, no, I'm good. And, and with that, she'll quickly leave and head back to her dorm to take a shower real quick. Because um, the way that I'm seeing this, they did not use protection. So she's probably got some cum slipping out of her right now. And she just does not <laughs> want to be that uncomfortable. I didn't want to use the word earlier, but yes. <laughs> All right, so you hurry back to the dormitory. In the entrance, no one really gets into your way. You're probably a little bit antsy about it, hurrying into your private space. Once you showered, what kind of clothes do you pick this time? 
probably not the same outfit again, right? The pencil skirt. Oh, and the blouse and <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely be more that it's Saturday after just a big party. Let's do um, let's do like she's she'll have like a chunky sweater <laughs> and leggings. Feel like that's a very very improbably ugg boots. Gotta go with the basic bitch. Wow, how fitting. All right, let's get over to Sam. Do you immediately make your way to the cafe, just waiting on the rest? Or is there something you do in between? No, Sam immediately leaves Lydia's dorm. He stops by his own room just to grab his wallet and then immediately heads to the Starbucks to um, meet up with Morgana, he's assuming, because Kylie said that she was busy. Yeah, you feel something is really off about Kylie. Just something tells you the way she wrote it, maybe somehow she seemed distant and evasive. Basically, your both sense is tingling. I imagine that this wouldn't be the first time that Kylie has done this to Sam. So he kind of already knows what's going on, which pisses him off that she lied in the text because he can literally feel what she's done not with whom but what she's done so sam's already in a really pissy mood because of kylie's text and also he's a little bit on high alert because of his talk with lydia so all in all he's just in an absolutely foul mood is he already like expecting to smell someone else on kylie oh yeah 100 percent. and probably already plotting who it might be and what does he feel about Kylie in that scenario? Is he just like generally disappointed with her or even angry, jealous? Not disappointed, no. Um, definitely not angry, maybe a little bit jealous. I think with Sam, he's fine with her having multiple partners. It's not like they're exclusive. You know, he can sleep with people, she can sleep with people. But in his mind, he's the best that she's ever had. So he expects her to come back from this looking, you know, disappointed or bored with whoever she was just with. But the fact that she lied on the text makes him wonder if she was into it. And that's what's pissing him off. Does he find it a little bit enticing or challenging to like win her back? I wouldn't think so. For Sam, it's more of an insecurity thing. Like deep down, he's afraid of losing her. Sure, on the surface, he'll just, you know, shit talk the guy, whoever it was. But deep down, he's afraid of losing someone that he's very close to, in this case, Kylie. So this is more of a fear response for him. Yeah, they they have a special connection in their trust, not just sexual. Right. Mm -hmm. So in that mood, you sit at the Starbucks, and I assume it's like the worst thing ever. You're there alone, waiting on the other two, especially Kylie, of course. And around you is the typical stupid Starbucks atmosphere. You probably feel like you don't fit in. You're above the crowd, really. Why did you pick the Starbucks? Well, first of all, it's a crowded public place. It's busy enough that no one's really paying attention to anybody else. The people that tend to go there are a bit more snooty and self-involved. So no one's going to be listening to their conversation. And as much of a snob as Sam is deep down, he's a basic bitch who loves Starbucks. So he'll excuse it saying that it's just that, you know, it's public, it's quick, it's close by, and no one's going to pay attention to them. But really, 
he he wants his coffee too. Right. So Morgana, do you heed the call and show up on time? Yeah, Morgana will see the text a little later because she's delving into the book that she got. As soon as she reads it, she grabs a sweater and just goes out. For the second time today. Yeah, slightly hoping that she'll be back in time, but she still has a couple hours. Should be fine. Oh, yeah, it's still like afternoon. I believe you made plans for like seven. You've got time. Yeah, exactly. So the two of you hang in Starbucks for a while. Is there any discussion before Kylie arrives or are you being very cagey about your topic, Sam? I think Sam is just happy to have someone there. So when he sees Morgana, he will already have gone through a drink and he's working his way on the second drink. So he'll flag her down, he'll wave her down. And when she sits down, you know, he'll say, hey, if uh, you want to go grab something, you know, here's my card, get whatever you want. Kylie's going to be late because she's uh, at the gym. And he says that with a little bit of contempt in his voice. Okay. And she's going, thanks. She's taking the card and then she leaves for the counter and gets herself a drink first because whatever the hell is going on over here, she needs something stimulating her to stay awake and take every little detail and just absorb everything about it. As you're waiting in line, Morgana, Sam, you get approached by Ryan, of all people. And he's like, hey, dude, on a date with, with the Salem witch, I see. So Sam will look up and see Ryan. And of course, his demeanor is just very sour right now. But he's trying to keep it tight because Ryan already thinks he's a dick. So he just gives a polite smile and say, no, I'm just trying to get to know a couple of people on campus. It's not a date just hanging out why would i take somebody on a date to uh, starbucks of all places oh yeah okay i i know i know what you're saying and he gives you like this bullshitty uh smirk so what are the plans for later uh haven't really come up with anything was gonna hit the gym for a bit do a bit of a workout but not sure i want to go to the gym at the moment not really feeling it uh after i i'm done with uh morgana i don't know the rest of the evening's open. Why? Did you have any plans? Oh, I was just wondering if it still involves Morgana, honestly. He's trying to not sound condescending, but it's it's Sam. So he says, I know this is completely baffling to you on an intellectual level, but a man and a woman can sit down and have a cup of coffee without trying to take their clothes off, Right. You do know that, don't you, Ryan? Do you want to roll your cold? <laughs> and I let you decide whether you want to shut him down or keep your cool. I got a nine. So what was your choice? Shut him down or keep your cool? Keep my cool, definitely. Okay. Okay, on a seven to nine, you managed to keep your cool, but your actions will leave you vulnerable. So I would say Ryan believes that he definitely struck a nerve with you. That's fair, given the way he's acting. And you are certain that if you just try to brush him off like you do right now, this will probably come back uh, on you. So either you could like double down and tell him to fuck off, or you just accept that, that Ryan is an idiot. 
I mean, he has no choice but to really accept that Ryan's an idiot. This is the guy that like what showed up to his to his dorm trying to look for help with a dinosaur costume. So he just gives Ryan a polite smile and says, hey, look, she's a nice chick. We're just having coffee. It's not like that. We're just friends. She's attractive. I'll give you that. But I'm not actively trying to pursue her. If I would be trying to pursue her, I'd I'd be a little bit more delicate about it. I wouldn't be bringing her to a Starbucks and impressing her with allowing her to get a venti over a grande. I mean, come on. I can do much better than that, don't you think? Sure. Sure, dude. All right. And he points uh, to the counter where Morgana is just receiving her coffee. And he's like, I'll, I'll leave you to it. Have fun on your friendly not date. Yeah, and you have fun with whatever you're doing. One more thing, Ryan. Sorry about yesterday night, you know, with the whole Halloween party and you came to my room, you were looking for help with your costume. I wasn't the most polite and I do apologize for that. I was short on time and, you know, I didn't come up with a costume for myself. So I was just kind of annoyed, but I took it out on you and that was shitty of me. So I am sorry. He looks genuinely puzzled that you said that. There's like a pause and he's like, all right, like, cool, cool, dude. Yeah, don't sweat it. I'm a go now. All right. You uh, you have fun. And then he just kind of waits until Ryan's out of sight and he grits his teeth because it killed his soul to apologize to him. <laughs> yep. But he's stuck through it. And I feel like you can erase your dick condition. So what did Ryan have to say to you? Oh, God, Ryan. He just... He just came to Snoop. He he thinks we're on a date. Like I would take somebody on a date to Starbucks. Come on. Yeah, you better come up with something better if you want to date me. Sam will smile and he'd say, you know, knowing you as as I know you, you'd probably be more impressed if we went to some sort of crystal shop somewhere. Some crystal shop somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that would impress me. Because it would mean that you at least thought a little bit about what I like. Yeah, I've never really understood women who are impressed by the bare minimum effort that guys put in. You know, a single rose, McDonald's drive through at 2 a.m. Come on, have some standards. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that you once impressed a, a woman, a lady, a girl, I don't know, with a drive through at 2, p- 2 a.m.? I thought you had standards. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about guys like Ryan or Jamie. I wouldn't be caught dead at a McDonald's, even if it's if, even if it's a 2 a.m., 2 p.m. I'm pretty sure I have a restraining order at places like that. The grease alone from the atmosphere clogs my pores. Right. Yeah. So another question. What was that snappy remark about earlier? But you, I don't want to go to the gym. I just got Kylie's text. She said she was at the gym. I know Kylie. This time of day, she would not be caught dead at the gym because this is the time where everybody else is there sweating on her. I know she's somewhere else and I'd I'd rather not talk about where she is. But uh, yeah, she's not at the gym and I'm annoyed that she lied about it. I won't push it. I won't push it. But you did say you got some hot goss on Lydia too, right? Do you want to wait for Kylie to be here? You know what? No, I think we should start without her. 
since most of it really pertains to you anyway. It just so happens that I went to Lydia's room to do a little bit of investigating. And boy, was I surprised to see what's in her room. You know, she's got one of those giant, and he pauses because Morgana looks like the type of girl that would, you know, give him a lecture over pentacle over pentagram. So he'd say, there's a giant pentacle on the floor that she drew. She was using it for divination, stuff like that. Turns out our Lydia isn't really Lydia. She's picked up some sort of land spirit. At least that's what supposed Lydia said to me. But she knows you're a witch and she thinks you're spying on her. She says she's so much more powerful than you and her power grows with every day. Something, something about her being attached to the land. So I think she's after you and she's trying to use me to get to you. That last thing is slightly surprising to me. Also, it's a pentagram, but that's fine. Yeah, I knew she was a witch. I So I went to the sh- to my my little neck of the woods, the occult shop around the corner, and they she's been shopping there recently a lot, and I don't like it. I don't need another witch on my turf. Well, she seems to think she's the greater witch of the two. Ha. And... Well, I'm just relaying the message. She knows what I am somehow, which of course concerns me. She knows I'm attached to Kylie, which she could use against me. She knows that I hang out with you. So I don't know what we're going to do about her. She claims that she just wants to live her life in peace, that, you know, whatever spirit she is bonded with the existing Lydia. And now they're this new person. I don't, I don't know what she's saying. Sounds like she possessed the Lydia we know and now is trying to live a life as her. But I'm just concerned. There's a giant pentagram on the floor. She knows about you. She knows about me. This is not good for us. No. No, it's not. I don't know yet what we are going to do about it, but we are definitely going to do something about it. Because I don't like it. Well... She's holding my identity over my head. And in her mind, she thinks I should help her to get rid of you. Of course, I'm not going to do that. But she kind of implied that if she wanted me, if I wanted her to keep my secret, then it would be in exchange for you. Okay, so what did she ask you to do? Because you're talking to me here. That probably wasn't part of her plans. Obviously not. I just told her I, you know, I wasn't working with her. But I kind of made it think, like, I'll think about your offer. And that's how I managed to get out. So I could obviously tell you and we could figure out what to do together. Because shit's not good. Right. Smart move. Hmm. Should Kylie arrive now? Yeah, sounds good. All right. So, Kylie, you walk into the Starbucks. You quickly locate Sam McGenna. They seem to be in a serious conversation huddle together a little bit and sam you immediately smell kylie as the door swings open and like wind carries her scent in what is her scent like to you right now she's carrying the scent of betrayal first and foremost he's used to her sweet smell but now even though she's showered you know she could basically scrub her skin clean and he can just smell that disgusting man's body oils on her. 
Um, knowing him, he could probably smell like the man's cologne, his body products, as well as just, just overall his general hygiene. So he can tell that she wasn't like slumming it up with, you know, some kid in the back of his, you know, shitty Honda. But at the same time, he's still not impressed. And the second he sees her, like he purses his lips and he crosses his arms and Morgana can tell that he immediately is closing himself off. Yeah, you can probably tell he's old. Old and unworthy, yes. So Kylie, as you approach, Sam turns to you and he looks like he just stepped into dog shit. Oh, come on. I'm not that late. Don't be pissy with me for showing up 10 minutes late. Looks like somebody else is going to have to worry about how late you are. So he grabs his drink and he just walks up to the counter and you hear him arguing with the barista. I said an iced half-calf ristretto venti four-pump sugar-free cinnamon dolce soy skinny latte and I taste cow milk. Morgana takes a sip from her drink and then looks to Kylie and whispers loudly, yeah... I think he doesn't believe that you were in the gym. Something with you wouldn't be caught dead there right now because there's too many people. I see. (sighs) Okay. And with that, she'll put her purse down um, and she's going to make her way to the, the front counter to order her cold brew pumpkin spice drink and just kind of give Sam a little bit of space because clearly he's got something so high up his ass right now that she needs a couple minutes to adjust to another fucking problem that she's going to have to deal with. So Sam is fighting with the barista about the drink and uh, it's an Italian girl who tries to explain to him that ristretto literally means short. So he shouldn't be asking for a venti. So he's very upset and he's threatening to just buy the Starbucks and then personally fire her himself. So after like a a big show, you know, the manager comes over and tells him he'll hand make him his drink, you know, just to calm down. Everything's fine. You know, he gets a free drink and, you know, Sam acts. It's like, I, I don't need it to be free. I can pay, you know, like five bucks for a cup of coffee. It's really not that big of a deal. But once the manager has, you know, made him his drink and he takes a couple sips and sees that it's fine, he'll grab it. He'll look at Kylie. He'll look at her up and down. He'll look at her drink and then just go back to sit, you know, where Morgana is and then just wait for her to get to the table so he can continue, you know, talking about Lydia. You've definitely caught attention of the public around you. Yeah, now that he's back at his table and he's sipping his correct drink with soy. He's going to keep talking to Morgana about the Lydia situation and uh, ask her, you know, do you have any idea what she could possibly be? I tried to ask her if she was possessing the body of Lydia and she didn't look too fond of that terminology, but I don't really know much about these things. That's more your scope of knowledge. Can you think of anything that it could have, that she could be? Yes. Yes. You said spirit of the land, right? That's roughly what my contact in the store said too. She talked about a spirit that was probably summoned by the the people that lived in the monastery. Yeah, the monks. (laughs) The spirit was probably summoned by 
the monks that lived in a monastery before it became a dormitory. She said they were very much into occult things on top of their religion. Um, so usually those those rituals they stay intact unless you actively break them apparently this one was never broken and just reactivated well she made it sound like the original lydia was contacting the spirit on purpose something about wanting to live a different life and wanting to be free from her family and i guess she welcomed the spirit into her and this is how this all happened do you think this kind of spirit is bound to the land? I honestly, I don't know yet. Um, I was working my way through this book and she's stepping a cover on the book in, in her bag. But then I got a message to get to the Starbucks. Well, anyway. maybe once we keep, once we get Kylie up to date, maybe I can help you, you know, with some reading. Yeah, I have a couple plans already, um, but Let's first get Kylie up to speed and then we can move on from there. Okay. After Kylie's taking a, a few extra minutes, kind of busying herself, kind of calming down from the situation, attempting to, she'll head over to face more of Sam's cold side and bitchy side. Okay. So what is the situation? Long story short, Lydia is a witch. She knows Morgana's a witch. It's witch against witch. Lydia wants to end Morgana because Morgana is looking into Lydia. Uh, something, something. Lydia has been possessed by some sort of spirit of the land that Morgana believes the monks originally summoned. And then the Lydia that we knew tampered with magic, welcomed the spirit into her. And now we have Lydia 2.0, who is Witch City. Uh, who also knows I'm a wolf and is trying to turn me against Morgana. And yep, that brings us up to speed. Yep, that's pretty much it. Okay. And like turning, putting most of her attention on Morgana and Lydia being a witch is a bad thing for you, correct? In essence, no. Okay, here's some witch lore. There is covens, and covens are made up out of multiple witches working together. So yes, multiple witches can work together. But apparently, this one has already, A, decided to get on my turf without introducing herself to me first. And B, she has already decided that I'm a bad person. Which, in all honesty, I don't want her on my turf anymore. But technically, that is not just because she is a witch. I don't like people in my dorm to be possessed by spirits. And I don't like people on the campus knowing I am what I am. So, now that you're all up to speed, there is one thing that the lady in the shop told me. She pointed me towards the book that I just, that I have in my bag here. And it is all about, like, dolls that you can use to manipulate people. A little bit like voodoo dolls. So I'm, I'm not 100% sure yet what that means, but it could be that that is actively playing a role in this possession story, um, which is something that I want to figure out. And for that, I will have to actively look at her, which is not something I did. I looked at people that she bumped into, but she never asked me. 
So I cannot tell her that. <sighs> so and another thing that we can do, if that doesn't yield anything, I can always go on the offensive and then she'll be out of her hair pretty quickly because I do not believe that she's better than me. Man, I'm from Salem. That has to count for something. So if you decide to do war on this other witch, it's going to just end up being petty hexes on each other? Petty? I mean, hair does grow back. Yes, teeth don't. I'd be real freaking careful, but I, I won't. But theoretically, I could make your skin look hideous forever. I could make your teeth fall out. I won't. I could also make it so that you are hurt every time you lie, but I won't. But I might do that to her, though. Are you enjoying the content that we put out? Then please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We love to see the feedback, and it really helps us reach new listeners every day.